Welcome to the Women in Weightlifting podcast. Join Mark House and Christy Brewer as they learn the stories of USAW's elite female athletes. We are joined today on Women in Weightlifting by Taylor Turner Wilkins, uh, fresh off her Pan American bronze medal and three American records. And Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So uh, I, I think everybody's going to want to hear just kind of right off the bat. Tell us about Pan Ams. Pan Ams was crazy. It was definitely a different experience. I mean, coming off of year, a year of no in-person competitions, much less an international competition. And honestly, I didn't really compete at all besides Texas State meet, which that was in person, but no big national meets and so going there, I didn't really know what to expect. We got there. Honestly, my travel was a little off. Um, I, was, I was texting Christy. I was like, I may lift tomorrow. I may lift Wednesday. I may lift Tuesday. I'm not really sure. Um, and she's like, okay. And so I ended up like, I figured out that I wasn't going to lift on Monday, but it might've been Wednesday. And then I found out I was lifting on Tuesday and I was like, okay, perfect. Yeah, because you, weren't you thinking you might lift in like the B session? Yeah, on Monday. I thought I was going to lift in the B session. Um, and then come to find out, or later on, there wasn't even a B session. They just combined it into one big session. But yeah, I thought I was going to be in the B session. And honestly, I like looked at the start list and everybody else was just up there so high on the start list. And then here I was just like, one of the underdogs and I was like oh no <laughs> like this this meet's gonna be something else and so it comes to the day of the meet and I'm just hanging out in my room and they all have their coaches meetings the night before and Vance comes out and he kind of he just has my warm-ups written down and he said hey this is what we're gonna have to do 215 um that's kind of what we're our goal is gonna be is 215 but you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to try you're gonna have to have a big day make any changes to your warmups that you want. So I looked at my warmups and I was like, oh, that's good, whatever. Um, I'm more of a person that just goes with the flow anyways. So I'll change my warmups, but if we need to change my start, my starting weight, or if time's going just a little fast, I'll be like, well, I can skip this one and just jump 10 kilos, like it's fine. So I kind of just let it like just flow. And so we got there um after I weigh in I eat all the food and then it's time to lift and I'm just sitting there and they get my counts and they're like hey you're I think it was like 18 you're 18 out so we're gonna have to start warming up um pretty soon like at, like in the 10 minute clock basically and at national meets I usually don't have to do that and so I was like okay so I get back there and I'm lifting my first attempt went well um, it was a little like shaky though. So after I stood up, I was like, okay, like first attempt over, I'm fine. I've hit a snatch. And, and you opened at what? 87? 89. And that's actually the most I've ever opened. Um, right, Vance yeah. did have 90, 91 written down. And I was like, can we open 89? Just because I wanted to make sure I hit it. Um, and he's like, sure, that's fine. Just make bigger jumps. And so then I went 89. And then I went to 93, I think. I think that's what yes, I did. I yeah, that's... yeah, 93. So 93 was um, a comp PR 
for 59. So I lifted at Texas state. I did 94, but I was a 64. Yes, I was um, yes you were. <laughs> so I hit, I hit 93 and it was easy. And then I knew I was going 95. Like that was the game plan for snatch. So snatch was like pretty stuck to the game plan, um, went 95 and it looked easy. And they're like, they're like the, what ifs they, they were like, what if we put 96 on the bar? And just looking back, we made the absolute <laughs> right call, but, yeah. but it's definitely like, could the, you have done it? That third attempt, I mean, the, the, that 95 kilo snatch was just beautiful. I mean, I actually was t- texting with Christy at that point yeah. and I was like, she just nailed that. Uh, yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm sitting there thinking the same thing. I'm like, why not 96? I'm like, oh yeah, well, let's just go heavy enough so that we miss and then we don't have to worry about these things, right? Yeah. And um, it definitely, it caught me off guard. And I honestly, before, I didn't even know the American records. It's not something that like, I look, I don't know. I just have never really looked at them. So Vance was like, okay, our first goal is 215. Um, Second goal is going to be the American records, which is 95 and 118. And then you just need to make lifts basically. And I was like, okay. Um, Because like I said, we really didn't know where I would stand on metal potential. There's people in the, like on the start list at 222. And so then, um, wow. Yeah, there was like two people in at 222 and then one person in at 217 and a 215. So really my highest total before this was 207. Right. So what, what are you going to think going into it? You're like, well, we'll see. It's been a year and I haven't really done any meets. Yeah. So, yeah, so then we go into clean and jerk and you got to be feeling pretty good coming off. I mean, you just, you know, you broke the American record. It's I mean, you're feeling, you had to, you had to be feeling good. Yeah. So when I hit 95 and you can even like, if you watch the videos, I, I don't really get excited after my snatches. I'm not like, Oh my goodness. Like, what did I just do? I just like put it down. And then it wasn't until I saw Vance, like put his arms up. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to celebrate. So I just put my (laughs) arms up. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I forgot to celebrate. Um, but it was big. I was like, okay, I just hit three (laughs) snatches. Like, that's awesome. Um, my main thing is I'm never on six for six. So I like going into this meet, I was like, I just want to go six for six. I just want to hit my list. And that, and then I know that I left everything out there on the platform. Like I did all I could because I hit all my lifts. It doesn't matter if I medal. It doesn't like it, that doesn't matter to me. If I hit six for six, I know I did what I needed to do. Yeah. I was going to ask, so that, that's the first time you've gone six for six. Yes. Oh my God. What a place <laughs> to do it. I know. And that's what, like, yeah. Well, and with those numbers, you know, because you can go six for six and hit easy numbers. Like, I got six for six, but it was like 90%. Like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. yeah I know. 110% of your lips. And I haven't even done like, <laughs> like doing, I mean, I've gone six for six in local meets doing light numbers, but like hitting PRs and just everything working out how it's supposed to never have. And um, I mean, I've gone five or six, I've done that, but I always look at myself as what can I do to get better? If I went five or six, that means I missed a lift. I left weight out there on the platform. Uh, so when I went into clean and jerks, 110 in the back, well, we were planning on opening 112. And I was like, hey, Vance, because I wanted to know when to put my knee wraps on. I was like, am I going to do one more? How many more warm ups do I have before opening at 112? And he kind of just looked at me and he was like, well, we're going to open 114. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you want me to bump it back down to 112? I was like, no, like, you know what you're doing. Just put 114 on the bar. Like, it's fine. But 110, something went wrong with my jerk. And it, I just, I didn't drive all the way. And I was just like, uh-oh. And, and Mike even told me after the meet, he's like, I looked at Pierce and was like, oh man. <laughs> so like, it, it definitely scared everybody, but Vance knows me. And he was like, oh, that usually happens. Like you at least have one bad warm up. It just so happened to be the last warm up before I was supposed to go out. Um, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I actually had my best meet when I had my worst last warm up. Yeah. And that's what happened here. And so I just, I hit it. And then we go out for 114 and hit it. And my jerks have been off recently. And so like 114, I was like, okay. So, and I knew, go ahead. You pick up one red light on that. I have, I have no idea why I've watched that lift a dozen times and I don't know why you got red light. Do you know? I didn't even know until I was rewatching the video that I got a red light. Um, I didn't feel anything. I didn't see anything. It could have very well been my face because my jerk was like, I had to stabilize and I, I'm pretty bad at making facials. So I was just like, and I put it down and it was more of a face of like, seriously, like what the heck? Like I just hit 110 so terribly and that was a little bit easier, but I had to stabilize type of thing. Um, so I don't really know like why I got a red light. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like I pressed out. Um, and everybody even said that after they're like, why'd you get a red light? I was like, I don't know. I didn't even know. <laughs> um, and then going into the second attempt, I knew I was going 118 just because that was kind of like the second goal was to hit 118. But Vance came back and told me before the plan was go 118 to 120. Um, and when he told me, before he even told me I was opening 114, he's like, hey, we're going to put what we need to on the bar to medal because your snatches went really well. Like you are in a place where you could possibly medal. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and I honestly, it went 118 and I was like, okay, I know it's going to be more than 120, but I was just hoping it was going to be 121. Cause I was like, I've cleaned 120 multiple times. I've missed the jerk every single time. And I kind of like already got in my head where I was like, you know how 120 is going to feel like just jerk it. You know, it's going to whip, you know, like you've been there three times. There's no reason you should miss this time. And so I was like, okay, well, 121 is not that far off from 120. So but then 121 passed on the scoreboard and I was well, like, and the Columbia lifters missed 120. So yes. you had a couple, all of a sudden you've got people missing lifts and it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, like you're saying, I'm in metal contention. Yeah. And so I was like, I saw 121 pass and I don't really, when people miss, I'm not, that doesn't mess me up. Cause I'm not like, Oh my gosh, they're missing. I more just look at well, people are about to hit, they're about to open at 121. There's no reason I can't hit 121. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. But then when 122 came on, I was like, oh man, this must mean I'm taking 122. Um, I honestly walked up there. I had no idea what was going to happen. I felt there wasn't a point in my mind when I was like, I'm not going to make this list. Like this is, this is a crazy lift. I was just more of like, well, we'll see, like it's on the bar. This is what you need. Um, this is going to put you in a good spot and this makes six for six. And so when I went up there, I just, when I pulled it and I got under it, I actually, 
kind of dropped, like I got soft in my core and I, I was like, I, there for a split second, I was like, Oh, I'm going to miss. But I was like, no, just get tight. And I just like, this was the first lift that I've ever been able to like think through the whole entire thing. But besides getting up there and lifting it off the floor, like doing my pool from the moment I caught it to standing up to jerking it, I was actually like thinking in my head and I never do that. And, um, when I got it set and I just stood up, I was like, okay, I just made it. And I usually get really excited when I make those big cleans, but I was like, okay, you need to catch your breath and just, just jerk it. And so I, I caught my breath. I got like my vision back because it took everything out of me just to stand it up. And then when I jerked it and I caught it, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just caught this. But then my next thought was, okay, you've caught this before and your recovery is so bad that you've dropped them. So I was like, keep pushing into the bar. Like this is my whole entire thought process. I was like, I just need to keep pushing into it. And then when I made it, I was like, oh my gosh, I just did that. And I put it down. And when you see me grab my head, it's because I started tearing up and I don't cry. Like I, I'm not a crier at these things. And I started tearing up and I was like, my thought was, I don't cry. How do I react to this? So I just like put my hands on my head. I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And then I was just, yeah, I was just more happy that I went six for six versus I didn't even think about it being a record. Um, I didn't even think about 118 being a record. It was more of just, I just had a really good meet um, and it came out at the perfect time. Um, Pan Am's off after a year off, yeah. I've been training in my garage. So it just showed that like, it, it's been worth it, especially this last year. I mean, I started my job and stuff, so I didn't know what to expect. And honestly, after last year and it got postponed, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long year. And then honestly, mm -hmm. probably even like a month or two before that, we didn't even know if it was for sure going to happen this year. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, certainly not live. Well, I mean, I, I, that, that 122, and I know there were some <clears throat> big lifts posted by the, the women in, in USA weightlifting, but that one, that 122 was my, by far my favorite lift of the week. Cause I, I mean, well, in a 10 kilo total, I told her I was like, 10 kilos. People don't put 10 kilos on a total. Yeah, like, not, not at the lift. <laughs> lift. I mean, to put yeah. total in a day. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the thing too. I like looked at it and I was like, I was PR'd by 10 kilos <laughs> Yeah. in my <laughs> second attempts. My second attempts on both lifts were PRs in a comp at 59. Yeah. My, yeah. my second attempt in clean and jerk was an all time PR. Have you ever even had 122 on the bar? No. Cause I mean, I've, I've, I've watched you do one try 120 cause you tried it at the, the Texas state meet. I didn't actually didn't yeah. watch that. I saw it later. Um, and then, I've, you know, I've seen you at 118, but yeah, what, yeah. I, I was asking Bobby about this. I was like, has she ever even had 122 even in practice? He was no. like, no. <laughs> never. I never have. So, yeah, so, that was a big thing, too. So, I mean, I'm, it, I'm, I'm curious. Um, do you feel like the adrenaline from a competition makes the weight on the bar feel lighter? Like, do you get an adrenaline rush 
Um, or do you mainly like, how do you feel and how does the weight feel during competition? It feels significantly lighter. Yeah. Um, I am very much a performer. I, I like thrive off of the competition setting, Mm -hmm. um, in my garage training's terrible. I props to you. You've done that your whole entire lifting (laughs) career. I don't know how you do that. Um, when, even when I go to a gym though, when I go to a gym, it feels lighter. Um, competition, I would say the competition feels the same as me going to a gym, honestly, just because I train in my garage a lot so that when I go to the gym, it's like that atmosphere. Um, but yes, it does feel significantly lighter than me being in my garage. I, I would say there has to be some sort of like, it feels a little bit lighter than even going to a gym just because it's for something it's, you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm here to prove my point or prove my spot or like get a medal, just anything. Now that's how I feel. I feel there's, especially going from like a garage and I love going to a gym. Yeah. Chris, did you get out to train much outside of the, outside of the house very often? I majority of the time I don't. Um, Before COVID, I realized I was really starting to drag um just the monotonous of being alone all the time um I also had never had virtual sessions at the time so I was literally 100% by myself all the time and so before COVID I was trying to make arrangements to go to other gyms because I was just like dying like literally I was just withering away and I and then COVID hit and it was just like hey like there's no choice and so I've essentially become habitual in training alone and again I've just started hit like I'm starting to like feel like it's it's a lot I don't think people realize how sucky it is to train by yourself all the time like nobody there's literally nobody and so I'm actually I finally reached out to someone and I said I need to get out (laughs) like you know it's not it's just becoming like a grind and it's like you can only grind so long until it sucks yeah so, and right now, and Taylor, you said you've been training. You've been training just in <clears throat> in your garage for the last year. Yeah, um, there was times that on the weekend we'd go down to CrossFit Big D, and I'd train with Bobby and them. I had to throw out the name there because when I did my interview with uh, Kelsey with USA Weightlifting, I just said a gym, <laughs> and they all called me out for saying a gym. <laughs> so. Um, CrossFit Big D down in Dallas. Uh, so I'd go there and train on the weekends sometimes. And, but it's still like a 45 minute drive. So if we had other things to do on the weekends or it, it turns out to be like a four, four hour trip every time we go there. So I would, we would train in our garage. So it'd be like once or twice a month, we'd make it down there. Other than that, I was usually at my house. Um, I would say about two weeks prior when I had my heavyweights and stuff, I would go to Big D because I knew I needed that. Um, if I tried to hit it, my snatches were way off. Um, I couldn't hit, I could barely even hit 90 in my garage. And I, I think like something was like, I was just tight anyway. So like it was something mechanically wrong as well as training my garage. I just couldn't hit it. So I, I started going to the gym down there, but other than that, I'm, I'm in my garage. Where's your coach? Is, does he come to your house or do you, are you virtual? What's that um, situation? 
So my coach actually, my last year of college, or maybe my last two years of college, he went to a different school. Um, So we were doing remote training anyways. Now there was always a coach up at NMU. So I'd have like a team and I'd have other eyes on me, but I think it definitely did help because I started with him in person. So I was able to like learn my body and learn what I was doing wrong, but he's in Georgia. He's always been in Georgia um, okay. since we lived here. So I just, I, it's me. I send him videos and Kenny, honestly, he works so much that he wasn't, he wouldn't even be here. And then there are some days that I was like, I would have to cook dinner and I would honestly cook dinner in the middle of my training because I just, I would not like have time. And I would, I would like, I'd finish my heavy stuff. And then between squats and my last, like my clean and jerks, I would go start up the grill and like, that's how I was doing it. And I was like, Kenny, I need you to come home because I need your help. I'm trying to train for Pan Ams. That's honestly another reason I was worried too. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm trying to train for this and I need your help, but he just, he's in construction. So he works a lot that I just had to make do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you got married, what, a year ago now? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, or no, no, no. Only five months. Um, we got married in December okay, of 2020. I just knew that it was like last year sometime. I, I looked at oh. the last one was. So, well, congratulations on the marriage. Thank um, you. <laughs> and you married, yeah. Now, does Kenny, does Kenny lift? I mean, I don't think he lifts at the level you do, but does he, he lifts at a pretty high level too, doesn't he? Yeah, so he was, um, well, I wouldn't say pretty high anymore, but <laughs> he was in, he was doing like nationals and stuff, but he was also in like CJ's weight class. Oh. <laughs> so he was, he was okay. And now he just, he more trains for fun um, because his job is so taxing. Right. He just, he just trains he i think he's might make an appearance at nationals i'm not sure but that'd be cool he he definitely does still lift so how did you how did you get into weightlifting i mean i, I think i've i've known i've known you most of your career but how did you get into weightlifting so i actually did florida high school weightlifting um because that's where i'm originally from is florida and I started my freshman year, but Florida high school weightlifting does bench and clean and jerk. So I was just benching and doing clean and jerk. And then my junior year, I went to States and Vance, that's when Vance came down and he actually recruited me and I knew I wouldn't do a sport in college. And so I decided to go up to Northern, not even knowing what, I didn't even know what Olympic style weightlifting was. I had no idea. Um, until I got that letter and I was like, Oh, they do, they do a snatch whatever snatches. Um, so then my freshman year of college, I went up to Northern and I started doing Olympic style there. And so, yeah, it's a, it's, so you actually started competing in, uh, in, as a junior, right? I mean, you, yes. were out, you, you were out of the youth category before you actually even started competing. Yes. So I was, um, let me turn this off. Okay. I was 18 when I went up to school. So I was no longer a youth. Um, I think my first, my first meet was supposed to be American open. And I think it was 
it couldn't have been the end of 2015. Well, maybe American Open, the end of 2015, but I ended up getting um, her. And so my first meet was Junior Nationals 2016. Okay. And I actually, I think I placed second. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember, I, I remember either that meet or one of the other meets where I was like, who is this, who is this kid? Uh, yeah. And it was, you know, because you came out and kind of shocked everybody with the numbers you were putting up. It was pretty un unbelievable. Yeah, I think I won snatch and then I placed second overall. So it's definitely, it was a, people were like, who is this? I mean, I, I, the person that won first was Aaron, Aaron Amos. Right. And so, but then from there on out, I just kept increasing my total. Well, yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> so, um, if our, I know you have a day job of some kind, but uh, what what do you do other like professionally? Um, so, I am a security specialist at Texas Instruments. So, just do corporate security. Like on the tech side, or on like the the it's more, plant side? What do you do? Um, we don't do the physical like security that you'd see at the gates and stuff, but it's more of just making sure the policies and procedures are followed and making sure that business can keep operating how it needs to, um, those kinds of things. Like with COVID, that's a big thing, making sure that everybody's following these policies and have, and that was kind of a difficult transition, transition too, is that I started this career in the middle of COVID. So I'm having to learn this side of things, but also navigate COVID and making sure people are following these policies and procedures that were put into place with COVID. So have you been like full-time remote the entire time? No. So I actually am on site half and half. So it's half and half. So I'm on site two to three days a week. They alternate. Um, we alternate Wednesdays and then I work from home the other half. Well, it's not bad, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to full-time job and training at the level that you train must be somewhat taxing. Yeah. Um, and luckily the job, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of projects. Um, but it, it's not like I'm going and tackling people and stuff. So I'm, so at least that side of things, it's, it's honestly the best job that I could have is for like training. Uh, I work seven to three and obviously if I need to stay late, I need to stay late. But, um, for the most part, it's seven to three. I'm able to train. They are very supportive of what I do. I mean, they were all, they were all for, they all knew what I was going to do last week. And when I got back, they, one of my coworkers had already sent an email about how I did before I even sent an email, like he went and looked it up. So they're all very supportive. And, um, our regional manager is actually like, you're going to the Olympics. Like you're going to be there. So he's like, they're all for it. Um, so speaking of the Olympics, what's your plan the next three years? I mean, are we going to, like, are you going to stay at 59? Or are you going to go to 64? Are you going to wait till the Olympic categories come out? What's your plan? That's a good question. Um, if you would have asked me last year after Pan Ams, because I felt like I kind of hit a sticking point for a little bit. Like my total, it, it was at 207. Like it was, that's where it was. It just stayed there. And I was like, okay, I'm going up after this meet. Like I need to, I need to gain weight. I need to go up. I need to get stronger. Um, and so then it got pushed to this year and I was like, that means I have to cut weight for a whole nother year. Um, 
I actually sat heavier than I've ever sat. My body felt great. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm moving up to 64. But the weight cut also wasn't too terrible. And I increased my total by 10 kilos. So I think the, the thing for right now is to stay at 59. Um, I actually haven't really talked to Vance about it because I've kind of just been trying to process it. But with my total still increasing, my body didn't feel like crap. Um, I definitely think that 59 would be a good option. Now the Olympic categories could come out and it'd be like 63 and then, or 64, whatever the weight class is. And I'd be like, okay, well, that's where I'm going. I do plan to train through the next quad um, or three years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do plan to train through that. And that's kind of like my next goal is to just really get serious about it and start tackling this next try. Now, you and I had kicked around you applying to law school. Are you still looking at doing that? I don't know. I It's definitely something I'm into. I want to go back to school. Um, now, if it's something for more, like just a more specialized, that could help me move up in the company that I'm in. Like I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm also still considering law school because I'm just really into law school. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, my I, mean, thought I, I, is, I, was just, I was wondering because I mean, law school would be very conducive to you work, you know, like training as a full-time athlete. Yeah. How many, how many days a week do you train? I only train four to five days a week. Um, recently, so when I first started working, it was four days a week just because my body was just beat. Um, I told Vance, I was like, hey, I think I need to go down to four days. We, we were doing four days. And then once we got closer to Pan Ams, I said, Hey, let's kick it up to five. Like I really, I want to do well. I want to get stronger. Um, so it's been five days a week, but it's only one session a day. So I mean, what does it, what does a session look like for you? How much volume are you doing? I wouldn't say it's too much volume. Like Vance and I, I mean, obviously th- different things work for different uh, people. And we found like what works for me is just pretty much the single list. I haven't had too many complexes, um, that I can recall. So it's, it's usually like a snatch movement. It, it really depends. Like my Mondays are usually snatches. My Wednesdays are usually clean and jerks. My Tuesdays are like muscle movements, technique, um, some heavy squats. So it really, it depends. I would say if there's any volume, it's going to be on my squats and Vance is going to try to kill me. (laughs) <laughs> so heavy sets of fives and things like that <laughs> yeah or tens or something oh my god yeah I, I'm like, I, yeah i don't know either heavy sets of tens but my legs got really strong especially last year um that's when i'm honestly i think that's like where my weight like sat when i started gaining i was like man i'm getting a lot of weight but my squats were going up and i think i did like 130 or 135 for 10 and oh my it, god really yeah yeah so wow so what's your what's your what's your pr back squat any idea i think it's only like 155 i mean it might be more i haven't really pr'd my backs i haven't pr my pr'd my back squat recently but i pr'd my front squat and it was like 140 and it wasn't that hard so it's probably more than 155 now but I'm trying to get Shayla squats. I'm trying to get her squats. 
Yeah, we're we're hoping to get Jill on the on, on the podcast at some point before we before nationals, but we haven't haven't actually talked to her yet. Yeah, um, yeah does she? I take it she squats just a, a freight train. She like front squatted like one forty nine one time, and I was like, that's my back squat. <laughs> well, Christy does. What, what were you telling me? Front squat triples at one thirty three. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So she's Christy front squat front squats a ton too. Yeah. I think I, my front, one? I think I tripled like one, 130 or something on my front squat, but my best was like 135 at the time. I just like had the sticking point where like I couldn't get past it. So, well, you know, if you come up with a 122 clean, it really doesn't matter what you front squat. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that just goes to show it's like, it's so much more of a technical sport than a strength sport because like me, my back squat or my squat numbers are super high compared to my lift numbers. Like it's, I got some technique to figure out. <laughs> we, we were kind of exchanging text messages about this. After you get done lifting, so after you got, after you finish Pan Am, Pan Am's, what is, what is your favorite like indulgence? What do you like to go eat or do <laughs> or whatever? anything <laughs> i like all sweets i have the biggest sweet tooth ever so that's like when cutting i i like had to cut out all my sweets and it was terrible um i would say that like i really like cheesecake and ice cream but you can even ask like anybody that's at pan am we went to the buffet because we're at a all-inclusive so it's all you can eat and <laughs> I know. And I'm like looking at the dessert and I'm like, no. And Harrison's coming with ice cream. And I'm like, that looks so good. And I was like, I'm going to get that. And I'm going to get that. And I'm going to like, I was just like pointing out things I was going to get after I um, lifted. So I would say anything sweet. It's never really like, I'm going straight to this. If we're in the States and my family comes to me, I usually ask to go to the Cheesecake Factory after, but that's really just for cheesecake. I just like, I really like cheesecake. I'm curious about, and I know because we've talked a little bit, but your nutrition pre-competition, like how's that in general? Um, so actually, I, you know, people are always like, what do you eat? They're always like, what do you eat? You must be really strict on your diet. And I'm like, no, no, I'm really not. Um, but I would say that like, since starting work, I haven't been like, I don't eat horribly, but I also am not going to turn down chocolate cake and anything sweet. Like I'll, I never really tracked anything. I never counted my macros. However, that meeting that I was on prior to this, I was I was discussing um, getting more serious about counting my macros and stuff. So hopefully that'll be in the works. So I, my body gets the fuel it needs. Um, but yeah, before this, it was, uh, it's just kind of what I felt like eating. Yeah. I wonder if you were just like, not like if you were like low on macros. And that's what I think just looking at what I was eating before, because we'd make breakfast and it's really, I eat like two eggs. I eat the egg whites. I don't even eat the yolk and some fruit. And so that would be my breakfast. And lunch, it would be leftovers from the night before, which is just usually like, it'd be a, a rice, a veggie and a protein. And then I would eat like a granola bar and, or some yogurt or both. 
but when I got home from work and then dinner, it was like the same thing. So, or the same thing that I had for lunch. So it was like, I probably was under eating. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, like that's not very much food at all, especially yeah. if you're training. Yeah. And USAW brings along like a very helpful team and Megan, she was, that's who I just got off the phone with. And we were discussing my macros and she like gave me some numbers and I was like, yeah, I bet it's probably like double what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I was eating, but these numbers sound so high, <laughs> but she knows what she's doing. She's smart. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, okay. So what, yeah. one, of the, one of the questions that I, that I, I love to ask is, you know, how do you get in the, the headspace to perform at the level you perform? So we talked a little bit about this, you know, in, in terms of Pan Ams, but I mean, what, what is your self-talk? What are you, what are you thinking as, you know, I, I call your name, right? To, for you to come out on the platform and you have, you know, one minute before you take the big lift, what is in your head? So a lot of people ask, like, how am I in the back? And I don't listen to music or anything because that messes me up because that'll make me get in my head. Um, really, I try to stay out of my head is what I try to do. So when I'm back there, a lot of people don't like to hear when people are missing or the buzzer like that throws them off. Right. Well, that to me, it keeps me in the game because I'm like, OK, well, this is what's happening. If people miss, I don't think of it as, man, I have a two minute clock like I just, I'm like, okay. And then once I hear my name, actually, I don't even really hear my name. Vance will just be like, hey, it's your turn. And usually I'll be just talking to somebody or I'll just be like goofing around in the back. Um, if it's a national meet, I'll usually have Kenny come to the back and he's kind of just, he'll keep me grounded. So I'll just be like talking to him about, we, we could be talking about our dog. Like it, it wouldn't even be anything about lifting. I'd just be like, oh, well, what are we going to do with Augie? And Vance would be like, Hey, it's, That's it's nice. time to go. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll walk out. And, and it's not until like, I step up on the stage where I'm like, I take my breath. I say, and I'll like, if you ever watch me, I'll be like mouthing stuff to myself, but I'm usually saying, don't think just do, you know, how, you know what you're doing or do what you came here to do. And those are my thoughts. Um, once I get up to the bar, I usually try not to think. Um, and that's usually when you see me like pump my legs up and then go down and I just immediately go. It's because I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be like, okay, now, and I'll just go. And so that's really my mindset. I, I don't think, oh, you need to extend all the way. I don't start thinking about all these cues because that'll mess me up. So I'm really just, I'm like, don't think, just do, you know, you can, right. those are the things I'll say to myself. So you don't like having music? No. Um, at least not in my ears. Like I don't mind like background music or things, but like how people put the headphones in. Yeah. I don't like that. I, it makes me get in my head. I just can't like, I'm like, no, I, I tried it one time, but I like to hear what's going on. I like to hear the buzzer going down. I like to, because I typically know where I'm at in the lineup. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I typically know where I'm at. So like, I just like to hear the buzzers going and, 
if I have the music in, I feel like that takes me out of it more than just talking to somebody standing right there, like cracking jokes takes me out of it. That, that, that is fascinating. We've heard, I mean, um, a lot of different versions about what in the back looks like. Um, but you're the first person who said, yeah, you know, I, the, the whole like lifting thing is just kind of on the side. I'm just sitting there you know, talking to, talking to yeah. about the dog. Yeah. And that's like, it's always been my mentality. I'm not, I don't get very emotional. Um, and that's one thing that like, even my, my whole entire family has pointed out, like, you're not emotional. You're not, if I miss, I don't go back in the back and cry. I'm like, oh, well, cause I'm like, that's going to waste my energy. I need to go hit my next lift, you know? Um, and they're always like, how, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I need other things that take my mind off of it. And this is, I feel like if you get too caught up in it, um, and you start missing these lists and you start getting frustrated, it takes the fun out of it. So if we, if we were to have a song that you would like to, you know, come out to, is there something that you, you know, you, you like? <laughs> um, like a walkout song? Yeah, like a walkout song. I don't know. I always like, my, for my walkout song, I always go to TNT because that was my initials uh, prior to getting married. <laughs> so I kind of just go with that. Um, but if I'm, if you're in my garage and there's music playing, it's like usually like Christian music or country music or like nineties. It's like everything. Oh, it can't be country music. I just can't. I love country. I like, I like, I can listen to anything. I don't need, and that's like comes with, I don't need it to hype me up. Right. So I just listen to anything. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll find TNT, but I, or, 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 you know, there's a good, if there's a good Christian rock song you like, we can pull that out. No country. country, We'll have the speaker. (laughs) (laughs) A couple other questions and then I I promise we won't keep you forever, but what's the, for you, what is the hardest thing about, about weightlifting or being a weightlifter? So I try to think about this one. um, And I don't know if I would say anything like, too deep because like I said like my mentality is more just like this is supposed to be fun um but I would say the hardest thing about weightlifting is you're you're always gonna have a day when you're like I don't want to lift like what why am I doing this and to just get out of that mindset to keep going or when you hit a plateau and and you're like I've been hitting these same numbers. I mean, I watch videos from 2018. I was hitting 90 in 2018. Like, why am I not hitting a hundred now? Um, and I think just trusting it, like being able to keep going is a big thing because that, I would say that's the hardest part is just the keeping yourself motivated, especially when you don't have a gym or you don't have that team to go to. Um, I would say that's probably the hardest thing. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I hear that from a number of people that, you know, the, the, when you reach a certain point and gains are just measured in kilos over years, it's <laughs> to keep yourself motivated, to keep trying, especially when you haven't hit the, the, the number you need to hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's got to be hard. Then you have a breakout day like you did at Pan Am's where the world just changes overnight, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and you had mentioned, uh, Christy asked you before we started recording, kind of, are you still on this high from Pan Ams? And, and your answer is kind of interesting. So I'll, I'll ask the question again, are you, are you still on this high from Pan Ams? 
So it, it's starting to die down. Um, but I, like I said earlier, like I've never had a meet where I was like, oh my gosh, like, and I, I lived on that, like, and I would talk about it constantly. Like when I got home, Kenny and I, we've had multiple conversations about it. My parents are still bringing it up. I'm talking to my grandparents and they're bringing it up. And I'm just like, still so excited about it. Um, and I would say like, I was up, I was up on cloud nine for a while because I, I hit six lifts. That was my big thing was the six lifts. I was like, I did that. Um, and I left everything I had now. Yes. There's stuff to improve on my technique. Um, numbers can always get better, but I was like, like it worked out how, how it was supposed to. And that just like, I was like, Oh my goodness. And like you said, it changed overnight. Like I had that breakout day and now everybody's like, Whoa, it puts a lot of pressure on you too, being out there in the spot. Like, like I was talking to Jessica Lucero and I was like, it kind of, it's like, we had a really good conversation and she was just like, don't pretty much like we talked about, don't let the fear of being up there. Like people are going to be after, you now. you're, mm -hmm. you're up there and people are going to be after you. But I'm also a person that if you're going to go break my record, or if you're going to go break a record, or you're going to beat me to it, you're going to beat me. I'm going to cheer you on as you're going out there. I'm, I'm not like a mean person. I'm like there to cheer you on. We're both having fun. Um, yeah. and I feel like when people are just not nice about it or they won't talk to others, like it, it can take the fun out of it. Cause you're like, man, I'm really just fighting against this person versus we're pushing each other to get better. Well, you, and you had mentioned that even at Pan Am's that you were, you and Christy were texting back and forth. And I mean, you guys are two of the top five, you know, athletes in the, in the 59 kilo weight category. And for the two of you to be, you know, actively supporting each other is just a fantastic thing to see. And I mean, and maybe it is unique to this particular weight category, but I mean, we see a lot of that where, you know, the athletes are super supportive of each other and everybody. Yeah. I mean, yes, you have a target on your back right now because you are the leader, but it's yeah. like, wow, did you see that? And then yeah. like, wow. You, it, it, and yeah, there's going to be everybody, you, you know, the chase is on, right? I mean, it's no longer a chase to break the record. Now it's a chase to catch Taylor. Uh, well, this is how I see it as she can do it. I can do it too. So for me, it's motivation. And like the better someone else does, it's like, why not me? Yes. You know, and, and to be honest, like, I don't want to beat someone on their worst day. I want to beat someone on their best day. So I want everyone to show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in and reality, it, like, we all want it. I want everyone to do good. It doesn't matter. I don't want to do better. But I also want everyone to do good because then that means, like, I'm doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely yeah, get that. Everybody come out and hit a six for six day where it's actually a real, just genuine company. Yeah. God, yeah. what like, a day that I just that would be just, I think it would just be epic. Yeah. And I'm like the 59 weight class right now. Like I love it. I mean, Shayla, I talked to Shayla. I love Shayla. I can't. Yeah. Like she, like we're pushing each other on. And even before Pan Am, she's like, you're going to do so good. Like I'm like, and then after she was like, Oh my, like you killed it. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, if I had your squats, like, holy crap, you know, like, and we just cheer each other on. And like, 
Christy, I think from the first time she lifted as a 59, we talked to each other. My, my, my aunt was sitting next to her family in the crowd and I come out and my aunt's like, Hey, look, meet Christy. And I was like, Oh, hi. And like, so, so funny. <laughs> like, I feel like the 59s are like an awesome group right now. And yeah. I guess I haven't really talked to a lot of them. I swear people are just coming out of nowhere. Like that, and that's how it happens. You think you're in the clear and then people just come out of nowhere and they're freaking strong as crap. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh no. But then you just use it as like, well, she can do that. So why can't I do that? And yeah. it's just a fun, it's just a fun sport. Um, yeah, this particular group, I really, really enjoy. Um, yeah. And, but you're right. I mean, Kelly Wilde kind of came out of nowhere. And because yeah. I was talking to Jessica Lucero last fall about who was going to break the American record. <clears throat> I chose you. Um, and, <laughs> and Kelly's name wasn't even on the, it wasn't even on the radar screen yet. Yeah. You know, uh, Jessica's bet was on, on Shayla, the clean and jerk record, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, and Jessica's bet was on, um, Shayla, my bet was on you. My bet would have been on Shayla too. Yeah, because she's been hitting like high numbers. She's got a really good swap. But. Yeah, she, I mean, she. It, it was it was like solid 50-50 of who's gonna have it, who's gonna have what day when. You put up the 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 this the magical number, a really magical number actually. That's gonna be hard <laughs> to catch. And by the way, you know, you kind of screwed up my entire plan for nationals of somebody to break the record at nationals because, you know, while, while we're announcing, but that's okay. Um, well, we'll maybe somebody comes in. Yeah, maybe Christy comes out and hits 123. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see, I would love to see like the four or five of you all pushing 120 because that would be so amazing that there's only six people in the 59s that have cleared 200. Um, Total. Yeah, 200 kilo total. And then there's only, you and Kelly Wilde are the only two that have put up a double body weight clean and jerk. So once, yeah, and Christy's certainly capable of it, so is Shayla. So, I mean, you've got, there's a group of you that should be all pushing that 120 mark and oh my God, that would be an epic day. Yeah. So, Christy, I'll let you close because I know you have to, you're going to have to log off here in a minute. So I'll let you Yeah. Okay. my life um so anyway the cool the closing question is what is like a piece of advice or something that you wish had known when you were like a beginner lifter I don't know I would say like I was I was fed into a really great coach so um I guess if you don't have a coach get one but my when I was like looking at these questions and I was thinking about that one uh my high school weightlifting coach like from the beginning was like trust the process. Um, and that may mean starting off light. And I would go back and tell myself that the process works. Um, so really trust it. Like don't, don't start straying or don't start switching coach. I mean, sometimes you may need to switch a coach, but don't start switching coaches just because you aren't getting those results that you are hoping to see. Like you just need to, like the process actually works. And that's what I would tell myself because there's been plenty of times I'm like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Um, and so, yeah, so to trust the process, even though I was told that from the beginning, I would go back and say it works. Thanks. Taylor, thank you for joining us today on women in weightlifting, and we will see you at the national championships, uh, 
And I wish you all the best. And just again, congratulations for that performance at the Pan American Championships. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining Bye. us.